This is an ABC podcast. Oh my God! <laughs> she got me. <laughs> this is amazing. This could be the best Christmas ever. <laughs> On. Hello, Zan. Happy 200. Happy 200. Here we are. Whee! Good Lord. Who knew? 200 episodes. I looked back and we launched on the 9th of March 2017 and here we are on the 15th, 16th of December and 2021 I, and where time has no meaning. <laughs> 200. I turned 200. Double letter from the Queen. <laughs> Incredible. We've been doing Bang On for almost five years. A little idea we came up, a little bit pissed in the back of a cab That's right. on the way home from Canberra. Yeah. Too when many we're ideas, in, probably tears. Ironically, when we're in Parliament House and thought, we need to do something. <laughs> <laughs> and now here we are. And now look at how far we've come. <laughs> 200 Still episodes in the studio. later. <laughs> Not in Parliament. Happy 200. Happy 200 you beautiful, too. beautiful human. Yeah, you too, Zan. It's amazing. It's been an amazing experience to be involved in this, but also not just working with you and something that I treasure and I've particularly treasured over the last couple of years mm. as I have the audience, you guys listening. It's It's been incredible. We're so lucky. We're so lucky. It's actually made me feel, you know, I hate to use that word. Oh, here we go. Held. I love that. I feel held. And like, I think we all needed to feel that in these last couple of years. Hell yeah. Held. I know. I just feel like a wellness warrior when nah, I say I mean, like I mean, held. I just gave you a scented candle, so we're uh, in that zone. Exactly. I've got a gift for you too, but I'll give it to you at the end of the podcast. Oh, okay. I think you're going to love it. I'm excited. Mm. Uh, we are going to get into- Thank you for my candle. Oh, you're very welcome. <laughs> it's beautiful. Smells like fireplace. That is it, that's the what it's called. definition of being held. We're going to get into your incredible big lessons talking about the community that we have. Mm. Can I just thank everyone who's emailed over the last couple of weeks since we asked you to share your big lesson after a really tough 20 or so months. Um, we've been crying on the other end. I will oh. get back to you. It's been a really hectic end of year, as I know for many of you, everything kind of bottlenecks towards this time of year. But I've read all your emails. I thank you. And we are going to hear some of those incredible lessons and you'll be feeling all the feels too. You will. Goosebumps and tears. We're also going to talk about two massive shows this week. Mm. Don't worry, we have to talk about the Sex and the City reboot and the proper finale of Succession. Um, what, yeah, that Zan, um, <laughs> Zan, you were convinced that it was over last week and I was like, hmm. Should have said allegedly. Allegedly, this is the finale. <laughs> I was so wrong. And you know what? If you've seen the final episode, that really is a final episode, a work of art. Oh, unbelievable. Hang it in the gallery, seriously. And I want to pedal back a little bit too when I was talking about, um, oh, goodness, what's his name? Kendall, who plays Kendall Roy. Jeremy Strong. Jeremy Strong. And we were lolling last week about, the, the profile piece that was written about him and, and how he took his craft so seriously. I was watching that episode and going, um, actually, thank God you take your craft so seriously yeah. because you are an amazing actor. <laughs> what was I even laughing about? Just, you deserve it all. Just phenomenal. We'll yeah. get into that after this. Our wonderful Bang Babe Gab has put together something that we haven't heard yet. It's simply titled Bang on 200, Look Back. Shall we look back? Oh, gosh. Oh, hello, Miff Warhurst. Hello, Zanro, and welcome to our inaugural edition of Bang On. And it is a shortcut to all the conversations you will be having this week. See, I got that right, Zan. <laughs> <laughs> and I got through it. I was nervous. I'm already sweating. 
But you stopped halfway to congratulate yourself that you've got it right before finishing the sentence. I'm no good when I have to do anything properly. I freaking love Eurovision. Am I allowed to say freaking on an Yeah, you can say whatever you want. I can feel the passion in your voice. Good, I adore it. I'm thoroughly enthralled in sheep farming in Lakes District and it's taking me away. And you know what? I just, I kind of love just being swept up. So who knows? That was a very unexpected bang on, Zan. (laughs) Banging on this week about sheep farming. For me, there is nothing better. And if you need to connect with just going quietly, not being distracted by the world because you, you have to look through the pointy ears of a pony. Uh, that's it. I am I highly recommend it. Get out there and do it. Yeehaw! I love this. <laughs> Paddle steamers. Oh, my God. Ancient seafaring, well, river-faring vessels <laughs> with flat bottoms. Are they still going? They're, They're still, still going. Paddle steamers on the moon? They're still going. He's actually a really delightful guy. It was lots of fun. And I nearly bought his horse. I wonder how many other times we're going to talk about... What? Hang on, what? He's got a horse and I, and I was said I would like... Delete this from the podcast, please. I don't even know what I'm oh, my God. Nolsey. Remember Nolsey. the time you almost Nearly bought, bought Nolsey's horse? Oh, my God, they are. That's really out of the archives, some of those bang-ons, and I I'm still can't live down paddle steamers. Celebrate the paddle steamers. That is some deep, deep OG bang fam cuts. If none of that Gab, makes sense to you, you, there is your homework for the summer break. No. You can go all the way back. And the very start of it was our very first episode. God, we were so nervous. I sounded really nervous. Both of us were. Terrified I'd muck it up. Now I just don't care. <laughs> That's that's. I mean, that's, you know what that is? That's called being held. Yes, that's called being held by yes. your community. Yeah, I thought I would be cancelled after the first episode, <laughs> and I'm surprised. I'm still here, to be honest. I'm surprised we both are. Well, uh, we will be giving a very big thanks to all the producers who have helped us not get sued over the last <laughs> five years. Because there's been a couple of moments where we might. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Oh, God. Thank you, Gab. That was incredible. That was amazing. Oh, amazing. Uh, we are going to get into your big lessons very, very soon. The more I live, the more I find that if you have good friends in your corner, anything's possible. Carrie, party of three. The future is unwritten because we're all at different stages of life. Tonight, bring your A game. How many dating apps are you on? I'm just waiting for someone to create a dating site that's called Here's the Man You've Been Searching for, Seema. This is X, Y, and me. What about you, Carrie? Have you ever masturbated in a public place? Not since Barney's closed. (laughs) And just like that, we are back. 10 years later, after Sex and the City wrapped up, had two, three movies? Two. two. They were going to do a third two. and then they did a series. Mm. And the series returned with two big episodes and you have to have seen them. I'm going to give a spoiler alert, but we're just going to talk about this because everyone who's interested or even not it. has seen it. And, geez, they didn't hold back. I mean, where do we begin? I don't even know. Like, it was overwhelming. Samantha not being there and ghosting. And very, very felt. There was no spice in it for me. There was no mm. edge. I felt like her... Lack of presence was really felt in that first also, episode. She had the backs of all those girls. She would never ghost. 
That is not a Samantha thing. True. She's not a ghoster. And they kept on talking about it too and it was like, I mean, I know that it's just a part and she's an actor who's decided to not be a part of it, but there was some part, it felt like a betrayal. (laughs) It It felt like a real betrayal that she was just, her narrative was being written um, without her having a say. Um, Weird. The whole thing was weird until it became a story. Yes. I think. So the first episode was like, catch up, what are you up to now? And, and of course, um, Sarah Jessica Parker's Carrie has got a podcast and that was the most cringeworthy thing I've ever watched in my life. Was it Woke Moment? Oh, gosh. <laughs> and if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking that about. That whole episode, though, felt like it was a correction, was, just a correction on it. Just, uh, we acknowledge that this is, we were a very, you know, whitewashed show and here's how we're going to fix it all. But it was just so crammed in. And it was so cringeworthy. So I just, cringeworthy. I was just There like, was nothing natural I'm about sorry, it. I'm sorry, but the big masturbation thing was just, oh! <laughs> I, I, I don't know what that was. Um, I. I I was just like looking through my fingers, <laughs> through the and Miranda being just absolutely trying to justify being a Karen, and this is why I'm like in I her am. tutorial. Uh, and it's just I couldn't handle it. Like I was like, oh, but I couldn't stop watching. But then something else kicked in, and and we all know what happened. Should we? Are we saying we are? Aren't Everyone's we? seen it. We're saying yeah. It. A bit when Big dies on the on the peloton. First episode. End of the first. End episode. of the first episode. Then all of a sudden, it become you start to care about these characters again. I couldn't care less about them for the first bit. Yeah. And then of course, oh, I'm in. And that's the thing, isn't it? It's relying on that and banking on that, this huge connection that so many people have around the world to these characters. And mm. as soon as you slip back into that mode, and what made them all be, you know, you're you're reminded of all those times they supported each other through the yeah. 10 years or whatever that they were the on air, the six seasons that they were mm. on air. And the, all of those, that muscle memory of emotion came back once they got the, the work done because it did really feel like they could have done it in a much more subtle way and explored it through the season. Oh. It felt like they were ticking boxes that oh, first episode like and it was painful to watch. slapping us over the head with a Birkin fucking handbag. That's what it <laughs> felt like. It was like, oh, my God. Um. How good was that article, though, that Vulture have got online? Ask a cardiologist, should Carrie have called 911? Yes. Verdict is <laughs> yes. Just because he's unconscious doesn't mean he's dead, mate. Why, why was she not calling an ambulance? Exactly. Everyone's but, asking this question. And the, the article goes on to say, and this is a cardiologist who has no ties whatsoever <laughs> with the program, and obviously this is journalism, very serious journalism, Um. Apparently the hospital's seven minutes away and he could have survived. Oh, God. Seven minutes. Carrie. That's where Beyonce had the twins. (laughs) Same hospital. He'd be welcome. I'm sure he'd have private health They've really done their research, haven't they? Oh, it's it's intense. A reminder, this is a fictional story and not real life. But it is real life because then the ad comes out, doesn't it? Okay, so the ad was the most amazing response. And think about it, when you saw this ad as I did, 48 hours after these two episodes dropped, Peloton, the bike the exercise bike that he died uh, after using, Mm. put out this amazing ad featuring Chris Noth, a.k.a. Mr. (laughs) Big, and his Peloton instructor and conjuring up a magical world that he's landed in. Let's just take a little listen. To new beginnings. To new beginnings. You look great. I feel great. Shall we take another ride? Life's too short not to. 
<laughs> and just like that, the world was reminded that regular cycling stimulates and improves your heart, lungs, and circulation, reducing your risk of cardiovascular diseases. Cycling strengthens your heart muscles, lowers resting pulse, and reduces blood fat levels. He's alive. What a mic drop. Like, seriously, uh, just brilliant. And the whisper at the end, he's still here. He's still alive. <laughs> Oh my god! Like apparently their shares dropped eleven percent after those episodes. I'm sure they went straight back up again, though. Yeah, I just like phenomenal turnaround in advertising, but also just the weight. Like everyone was watching this. I know, which is why we're talking about it. We have to talk about we it, and I to... will absolutely watch the rest of the season. I was bawling in the second episode. Oh, was... Well, you know who's guilty, Zan? Mm-hmm. Charlotte's daughter. Because Charlotte's daughter, remember in the movie, she was the one with the phone that meant that Big couldn't contact her when he didn't turn up at the wedding. Do you remember that? <laughs> and again, and again, she's off at Charlotte's daughter's piano recital when Big dies. Okay, so you're talking about Lily being Lily, absolutely right. out I'm to kill Mr Big. Well, pretty much. I mean, that's... <laughs> She's been responsible. Have you been on the blogs? Yeah, you Have you been I going have. deep into the you dark web? I have, and I love it. <laughs> love it. Love it. Wow. Oh, well, I'm going to be keeping on watching it. I know many Bang Fam will. Oh, look, I think... I hope it gets If you got past better. the first episode. Like, that was... It was torture. I have some predictions. What? Storylines, mainly from Miranda. She will explore a lesbian relationship. Of course she will. And I think that there's an alcoholic storyline there too. There's a couple of moments oh, where yeah. she gets to... She has to have a drink. Has to have a drink, waits for the bar to open, and then when she's at the funeral, she asks for a glass of wine... And it's taking too long, and then she's like, "Just give me a, you know, a heavy spirit instead." Mm. Um, I think they're little. They're my little tips. I think there's going to be, which is something that affects a lot of women of that year, age, like mm. women, women over forty. Us statistically are big drinkers, yeah. and it's a problem. Yeah. Um, so anyway, there's my tips, and, and hopefully about, no, no more cringe moments. No more cringe moments, and also, Carrie, you live in New York. You kept an apartment with a key for your friends when they have have bust ups with their partners, like. My God, what New York does she live in? Like that's <laughs> no one can afford to live there full stop. Remember and, she was living yeah, there as a writer a, through the whole original series in that I ridiculous know. Greenwich Village apartment, which would have been in the millions. Rent controlled. It's uh, rent controlled me. That's yeah, why. Rent but, controlled. So she's just hanging onto it so someone else can't have it. That's just <laughs> unbelievably disgraceful. We'll watch and we'll be looking forward to other amazing HBO series, one of which finished up this week. As I mentioned, apologies, the finale for Succession, episode nine. Mm. Who does a nine-episode season? Well, Succession did, and that's why I fucked it up. Uh, is that why? Not because you just fucked it up. No, well, I, <laughs> I just thought that was like eight episodes. There it is. He's in the pool. It's done. But no, the no, finale right. was did. just phenomenal. I, I wasn't convinced when you said it first, but the pool is very it's a good end. I went back and listened and you were absolutely not convinced. You're like, really? And I was like, yeah, it's the final one. Yeah, that's right, Miff. Yeah. I had so many people tweeting me. Thank you to everyone. I, I am seriously apologetic. Well, you, don't, you never muck up. That's the thing. You never muck that's up. That's why you took such pleasure Great in joy it, didn't and pleasure. You? I was like, oh, good. Not just me. It's uh, not just me. You've watched it though? Yes. Yes, I have. Oh, unbelievable. Work of art. Work of art. We got Logan Roy at his Shakespearean finest, like yeah. terrifyingly brilliant, um, extraordinary acting. Make your own pile. Yeah, and he's got. It all came out, didn't it? Yeah, and it all again that seeds that have been sown about why they treat each other that way. Those lines that you know the ex-wife talks about that he he likes to kick a dog to see if it's going to come back. 
just mm. there's that intergenerational trauma and behaviour that just oh. carries on. They'll just keep on treating each other that way. Yep. And the realisation from the other children that they're all going to be betrayed. He wants to win. He'll win at any cost. Yeah. Uh, frightening and brilliant and some of those shots and, and scenes were just devastating. Like, I finished that and, of course, the reveal, Tom... Wamsgans, whatever yeah. the hell his surname is. He's oh my the God. ultimate deception. The my whole, ultimate. My whole head's tingling just thinking about that outlay. Of- he's been planning it for a while. Like he's referenced a certain character, I think, in whether it be... Sporus. Yes, that's it. Is that Roman? I would imagine. There's a scene where he talks about the myth of Sporus mm. where Tom is talking to... Greg, cousin Greg, and, and Tom explains to Greg, well, Nero pushed his wife down the stairs and then he had Sporus castrated and married him instead. Mm. So he's pushed Shiv, Shiv down, down the, the stairs, stairs and then in the final episode where they're at the wedding, Tom says to Greg, mm. do you want to come with me, Sporus? Yes. <laughs> There's going to be some hot romance between those two. In well, they've got a very messed up relationship. Forthcoming seasons. But it just, when you looked back as well at the billboard that they used at the start of the season that a lot of people were sharing online this week as well, the producers just played us because have you seen this billboard? It's Kendall Roy and Logan Roy at the, at the start. They're walking down a hallway. They're looking at each other, you know, in a kind mm. of look that you'd expect, like they're head to head. And then behind Kendall you've got Shiv, Roman and Connor trailing behind and Connor's in the middle but slightly to the side of the children Mm. and then behind Logan you've got Tom and he's looking at Shiv everyone else is looking at Logan Tom's behind Logan and then Greg's behind Tom that was the billboard they used to promote the start of the season so they basically put it in front of us and executed that in the final episode and that is genius so many clues (laughs) so So many many clues clues. and none of us saw it coming but Shiv kicked the dog and he didn't come back. No. So there it is. Season four. Cannot wait. Incredible. All right. Bang on. Episode 200. A big episode. Some big lessons. We needed to talk about those two incredible television shows. But are we ready to dig into the answering machine mm. and hear some amazing big lessons? Yes, we are. Hey Miffins Anne, Christy from WA here. I wrote in for your bang back because in 2020 I was part of the great Travel Unravel, a 20-year career gone overnight due to the pandemic. While listening to your podcast, I really identified with your conversation around work defining who you are. But one of the biggest lessons I did learn was that when you talk about your work family, they can become just your family, even when the work goes away. My second lesson was about resilience. While other buzzwords like pivot make me slightly nauseous still, I wear my resilience as a badge of honour. I come to you now from the red dirt of the Pilbara, learning a brand new industry and forging a new path. Thank you so much for keeping me connected to the world while I have been living my best remote life. Hi, Miff and Zan and the Bang Fam. This is Emma from Wadjuk Noongar country. I completed my social and legal transition recently, and it turns out that I'm really lucky. I didn't lose any friends, I didn't have to cut off any family, and I'm still employed. I spent about 25 years thinking that this was some impossible thing to do, but then I kind of just did it, and it's all been fine. 
if you're out there and you've been thinking similar things, then I encourage you to reach out to folks and talk about it. If you feel that you don't have the support around you that you need, take some advice that was given to kids going into high school. Find your freaks. There's people out there that are just like you and who will help you on your way. It's never too late. The best time to do it may have been yesterday, but now still second best. You can do it. We believe in you. Much love. Hi, this is Bonnie from Newcastle. My big lesson of 2021 is a bit corny maybe, but it sees the day. With all the uncertainty again this year, I've made sure to do more things while I can. With friends in different LGAs in lockdown before me, I made sure to go out to dinner more, do more things I knew would be impossible in lockdown, even just a beer by the harbour or last-minute catch-ups with friends. Love that it's the 200th episode. Looking forward to more. Love you guys. Hey, Miff and Zan. It's Danielle here from Widget Country. I always thought I was, was a feminist. I always thought that I supported women, never said anything untoward about other women. But what I've learned over the last 12 months through listening to Bang On is that it's more than that. You have to do more than that. You have to truly open your heart and your mind and not judge other women for what they wear, for what they choose to do, and to embrace everybody's differences. I went out for my sister's 40th the other week, and uh, let's just say the average age was about 15 years younger, and um, I just saw beauty all around me. Everyone was wearing a lot less than we were ever brought up to wear. But rather than having that insecurity or the jealousy or the, oh, look at what she's wearing, I was thinking to myself, I'm so proud of you young women for having the courage to wear what you want to wear, express yourself the way you want to express yourself and to not worry about what others are thinking. My name is Ash. I live in Barrie, South Australia. And my lesson from 2021 is everything is figureoutable. In the last six months, I've moved my whole life from inner city Brisbane to remote South Australia. I started the most complex job I've ever had and then most recently lost my dad after a six-year battle to cancer. There were plenty of times I wanted to throw my hands up in the air and say, I'm done, but someone told me these words, everything is figureoutable. Everything can be broken down into steps. You just chip away at it step by step. And I honestly believe if I can get through this year, I could probably become an astronaut. Uh, I love the podcast, guys. You provide so many laughs. And quick shout out to my old man. We miss you, Fred. Oh, my God. Oh, they're amazing. I, I teared up during that. That was just beautiful. What what a beautiful little family we have. I don't even know where to begin. Like, <laughs> we're both just like... Love your bang fan. I'm going to get through this episode. I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm already... Like, I'm literally crying. That's... I just thank you so much. I just, um, you know, when you talk about stuff and you just kind of send it out into the world to yeah. have it come back, that doesn't always happen. And mm. just to hear that is just so phenomenal. I know. And the strength and resilience of the Bang Fam. Mm. Good Lord. I know. The challenges I that got you've taken. T- I haven't got any now. You made me cry. I could have got a lunch. <laughs> Here's some tissues. <laughs> I don't know why I'm crying. It's the end of the year. It's the end of the year. It's been a big bloody two years. That is just amazing. Thank you so much to everybody totally. sending us messages, going through massive changes, and just oh, those reminders I love that as line. well. Find your freaks. Find your freaks. We found our freaks. You are our freaks, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
That was a wonderful bit of advice. I really love that idea about just, I think that we have the biggest fear before we've begun anything Mm. and whether it's going through a a massive transition in your life, seeing the road ahead of you or being landed with something in your lap that you never expected. Once you're in it, you're in it. That's been one of my big lessons of the last two years. And once you're in it, you just put one foot in front of the other and Mm. you'll get there. Everything is figure outable. Everything is figure outable. (laughs) I'm going to take that with me too. And you can be unoverwhelmed, you know, like there's there's ways to to navigate that. Once you're in it, just one foot in front of the other. Just phenomenal. We got a lot of messages, Miff. A yep. lot of messages that frankly made us cry. Oh, I'm still I'm still wiping away <laughs> the tears at Sarah. I've got Omicron. I'm not sure. But also, you know, <laughs> crying tears of joy and happiness because it's all about big lessons. And Sabine joins us from Far East Gippsland, one of the many fantastic emails we got. G'day, Sabine. Hi, how are you? So good to have Bang Fam yeah. with us on this Bang Back oh, big 200th episode. Yeah, how amazing. And we so can great. actually see you because we're all looking on Zoom and it's just so nice to put faces to names as well. Yeah, it's really cool. You've got great a very professional looking headset as well. Like, are, you, oh. are you a Zoom queen? <laughs> no, it's thanks to my partner actually, Mike. He's a bit of a... Uh, audio engineer from many years back ah. and um, mentioned we were, was going to have a chat and he's like, yeah, probably should get some good headphones on. <laughs> it does sound good. <laughs> does sound really good. How good to live with someone who does tech support Yeah, as not well. bad. That's really good. <laughs> I dream about that. I, I think that's the only reason I'll get back into a relationship is to get some, <laughs> is to yeah, get right. some tech support <laughs> from someone. Your partner was part of the story that you shared on your email. Can you just share it with the Bang Fam because it was just such a beautiful I hate to say it, pivot from a very oh. different world um, that you were yeah. living in. Where, where were you when, when the pandemic first hit and how did your life change in the last 20 months? Yeah, it's changed enormously and we were in Melbourne living in the burbs and, um, yeah, so it was in between lockdown one and two and I've got mum and dad that live um, on the south coast of New South Wales. So we had a bit of a chance to get out of Melbourne and we did a quick trip to say hello and then on the way back my partner Mike he decided he'd book a night for us in a little beautiful little town in East Gippsland on the way home and it was not that long after the devastating fires um, and we drove down this windy road surrounded by charred bushland and we both just kind of felt a pull it was really odd I can't explain it and we got into this little town and one night turned into four because we could see lockdown two happening so we were like yeah no rush to get back to the big smoke and um, these opportunities happened and there was a bit of an open door and we just felt like this was right you know we we wanted to help these people heal from the bushfires so that's what we did. So yeah, it was lots happened, but six weeks later we had relocated with our two boys wow. and our dog and Amazing. yeah, we were out in Far East Gippsland. And, so, and what were you doing to help people heal? What was what was that part so, of it? Yeah, well, we both, we didn't know what that would look like, but we both ended up in bushfire recovery space. Um, Mike was working in wellbeing and I ended up working in an admin role supporting the recovery committee and there's lots of those all across East Gippsland and they do an amazing job of talking for community and being their voice. Yeah. You described that pool as well, Sabine. 
I think we've all kind of felt that gut feeling that steered us a little bit when we've been feeling a mm. bit untethered and, and, and lost in the last 20 months. What was it for you, that, that, that pull that you described when you thought, this is where I need to be? Can, can you even put it into words? Not really, because it was really just this feeling and it was just like this tiny gap and it feels like if we didn't, if we got too heady about it and had thought yeah. about it too much, that it just wouldn't have made sense. It was crazy. Mm. It was like, what are we doing? Um, so it was really just trusting that tiny tug, you know. Tiny and... tug. Trust the tiny tug. <laughs> I, had yeah. that, I had that this year too, Sabine. Yeah. Like, it, like I just, it was a moment and I had to make a very quick decision and I did and I didn't use my brain at all and it's, I feel like it's one of the best things I've done yeah. in a long time and and I think we we've not, we haven't really been encouraged to think too much about how that gut feeling is a real a real thing yeah yeah you know as a real reason to sometimes make a decision do we need yeah, bang on t-shirts sure. that say stop thinking and trust the tiny tug or if people <laughs> saw you wearing a t-shirt saying trust the tiny trust tug the tiny would they tug. think that it was something very different i would wear that t-shirt <laughs> they may <laughs> I would like I would like to wear that T-shirt and I wouldn't care if anyone was questioning it. It'd be like, good for you. So off the back of this, Sabine, what's life like now for you in, in Far East Gippsland? How's all the dust settled? Yeah, amazing. I mean, it's very, you know, everyone's at very different um, points on their recovery journey. Um, there's a lot of great stuff happening, still a long way to go, but there is a lot of post-traumatic growth happening, which is really a beautiful thing to see. And to be alongside community, you know, supporting them through that and, you know, going through our own stuff too, because we've all got our stuff. It's it's a beautiful thing. So they're doing well, long way to go, but doing well. How are you going? You keep on talking about taking care of everybody else. <laughs> How is it for you? Yeah, oh, look, great overall. Of course, it's been bumpy. You know, we still had to do the lockdown thing, even though we were out of Melbourne. So you know, that had its moments. I've got two boys, had to do the homeschool thing and, you know, the kitchen table was used for everything. So that got stressful. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was just day at a time, day at a time. Day at a time and trust the tiny tug. Love it. That's it. <laughs> I love it, Sabine. We're proud to have you as a member of the Bang Fam. It's, it's wonderful. Oh, it feels lovely. I love it. Thank you so much for sending your email into the bang box. Happy 200th to you as well. And we'll, um, yeah, we'll see you on the other side of the, the Christmas break. I hope you have a, sounds like well-deserved, great Christmas break and, and New Year as well, Sabine. Thanks. And to you and to all the bang fam. Love to all. Mwah. Thanks, Sabine. <laughs> Thanks. See ya. Oh, how good's oh, that? I love our bang fam. I love them too. Notice how Sabine just kept on talking about other people? Yeah. There's a certain kind of person in that, isn't there? Yeah, she's awesome. We get lots of messages every week from people who listen overseas, and mm. I think there's a lot of expats that listen, frankly, because they love that there's a couple of bogans doing a podcast, <laughs> quite frankly. <laughs> oh, I love the way you remind me of home. Yeah, yeah we're bogans. Yeah, scrubbers, <laughs> slappers. <laughs> But we love that because the Bang Fam is global and got an incredible email from Susie in the UK who has had a time of it in the last two years. She lost her dream job, lost a team she managed, lived through a pandemic in a tiny East London share house, came back to Australia and then went back to the UK where she was then diagnosed with bowel cancer. She's 32 years old. And when we were asking about big lessons um, with all of that stuff, 
gone through a hell of a lot more than I can imagine mm. anybody I know has gone through in the last two years. Incredibly isolating, wouldn't it? She has a big lesson that she's learned, and that is, I deserve to be healthy, and so do you. She's come out of this mm. talking about getting your head out of the sand, not putting up with feeling average, and don't normalise shit mental or physical health. Yeah, equip yourself with a toolkit to be healthy because your health and your friends and your family, she says, are the only thing that matters. She put some great dot points as well, which I love. Can you share some of the great dot points she did? I love this. Light the candle, wear the lipstick, buy the dress. Don't wait. There is no point. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Seize the day. As my grandmother always said, what's for you won't pass you. And be okay with that. You don't always have to fight. Just trust that you've got this. Uh, What's for you won't pass you. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. What's for you won't pass you. Isn't that Oh, I love that. That's the same serendipity as Sabine, I reckon. Yeah. Just knowing it, the tiny tug. Tiny, go with the tiny tug. Tiny tug is my new favourite thing, yeah. by the way. Uh, another another one is, this is almost impossible, but the only regret I have is wasting so much time comparing myself to others. Who cares now that I don't have kids, a house, a partner? I hate that I wasted time being a hot, anxious mess because I thought I wasn't enough when I was all along. Yes. Gosh. Preach. And another dot point, know enough in life to ask questions so you can advocate and show up for yourself. Very good point. Yeah. And the final one, don't stay silent. That only gives them power. I love it. It's just so incredible. Susie, thank you so much for sending that message to us. I think that that, we've talked about it before when we think about, particularly with body image, just like, I can't believe how much time I've wasted thinking about what I look like. It's boring. It's a time waster. And I think that often when we're faced with these kinds of experiences, like Susie's just gone through, you just go, like, you've got one life. Yeah. Well, Susie's now starting to work with Bowel Cancer UK, telling her story so young people, she says, can start to also take their symptoms seriously and to fight for their own health. Um, And, yeah, she said, I'm still laughing and serving looks even though I have cancer. I love it. Susie. Thank you so much for your message. We wish you all the best. I hope that you are doing well, staying strong and healthy, and we are sending so much love your way Mm. for a well-deserved big Christmas and um, some rest time and celebration as well over the new year. Thank you so much for your email. Beautiful. Should we get back into some more big lessons from the Bang Box? Yes. This is Jen from Wurundjeri Land, just north of Melbourne. And my lesson for 2021 is that it's okay to be vulnerable and really real about my anxiety. In January, I moved in with my partner after living on my own for about three years. The week before we moved in, I thought, oh shit, it's no longer my apartment, it's our apartment. He's going to see me in the moments where my anxiety gets so bad I need to hide from the world. On top of Melbourne's interminable lockdowns and incredibly stressful job that triggered some PTSD and I ended up in emergency after my first COVID jab. Um, No clots though, I was totally fine. But even with all this, this year has been easier than others because he's seen me and loved me. When I was in the fetal position crying and shoveling peanut and M&Ms in my mouth because of stress, he'd make me feel loved and normal. Instead of hiding my anxiety, Letting him in has shown me that my feelings aren't a burden to others, that I can still be privileged whilst still having legitimate inner struggles. Sharing my feelings isn't a burden. Hiding them, on the other hand, is. 
Hi, this is Robbie from Melbourne. So a few weeks into Melbourne's first lockdown in 2020, I respectfully ended my 18-year marriage after we'd opened it up five years previously. I also came out as gay at 49 and in between lockdowns two and three, met a wonderful woman who I will marry this January. So during the separation phase, I continued to live in the same house as my husband and his partner. She moved in, she's an awesome human and an incredible cook. And we continued to disassemble our marriage via Zoom with a separation therapist, a mediator and our lawyers. It was also an incredibly sad time. I recall crying through a whole online F45 session uh, whilst off mute, but I knew that it was right, the right decision for us. So COVID provided a silver lining in that it fast forwarded the inevitable. It also provided us with more access to online separation services that actually would have been difficult to commute to, especially as, as life used to be so busy and schedules never matched up. My recent ex-husband and his partner will also be at our wedding and they are so happy for us. Hi, Zan and Miff. This is Tanya from Melbourne. Congratulations on 200 episodes and thank you for being the sunshine on a cloudy lockdown day. What I've learned from 2021 is that you're never too old to challenge yourself, to be kind to yourself and honour yourself. So with 25 years experience in early childhood and my 49-year-old body screaming for a break, I've just started working reception at my local vets on a Saturday. It's been such a privilege and I love being knee deep in treats and pats. I'm not sure at all where it will lead as I've always wanted to be a vet nurse, but I'm totally in my element. Hi Miff, hi Zan, this is Becca. The biggest lesson I've learned from 2021 is the idea of centering. My kid who's trans non-binary has taught me not to centre myself in the middle of a conversation. For example, if someone does wrong gender pronouns, don't make it all about yourself because then the transgender person has to make it all about you. Same with grief, same with anything. Don't make it all about yourself. That's the idea of centering and now I am aware of it and I try and avoid it. Hi, Miff and Zan. This is Varian calling from Wurundjeri land in Victoria. I moved right before the first lockdown in 2020, back to my old neighbourhood, closer to some dear friends and my old stomping grounds. I couldn't imagine how important this decision was going to be. Being able to explore my 5k on walks with some local friends whose dog knew to come to our flat first on her daily walk, and to see people who weren't my awesome flatmate was indescribably important. But just as key was relearning my neighbourhood and getting to know it in new ways, from my daily walks around streets and areas that I had no idea about, even after 10 years of living here, to the local wine bar where the owner knew us by name and wine preference, to the cafes that kept open, cheery and churning out flat whites throughout six lockdowns. These things helped me find a community and feel like I wasn't alone. Special mention to the restaurant worker who gave me a free beer when I went to pick up some takeout after a long day and basically had a mini breakdown at the cash register. His kindness and cheery smile meant everything in that specific moment. So shout out to our local communities and especially to the mighty Flemington Kensington 3031 neighbourhood. I love our gorgeous community. Thanks to you both for making this year bearable and have a safe and happy holiday period with all your favourite foods and people. Marion, oh God, so good. So good. And so spot on. I felt that too, didn't you? And I don't want to centre myself because Becca, a great lesson, but just connecting with that, having mm. the connection to local community during lockdowns, and I remember you saying like in the last few months that you have never gotten to know your neighbours so well. No, and it was it was a gift, you know, to, to have 
all of a sudden people that you could just say hey to in the street rather than, you know, you, you pay no attention to your neighbours really yeah. in inner city You're always Melbourne. like looking ahead, moving, yeah. always busy, in a rush, busy, all that stuff. stuff yeah. to do. Very stuff busy, to do. very important. Yeah, and I'm not really at all and <laughs> it was really lovely, you know. I ended up having quite lovely sort of friendships with neighbours and, and things like that and people in the shops and stuff and it was, yeah, it was beautiful and you had that too. Yeah, I moved into a place that I was renting in March 2020, so pretty much just as the pandemic was hitting. I remember I had to just run to Ikea because I was like, I just got to get a couch yes. <laughs> and they'll have one. Yeah. But um, I met my neighbours and one of the neighbours that I first met basically was like, if you need any food, because everyone was hoarding, it was the start mm. of the pandemic, everyone oh, that's was right. remember? scared. Remember? Couldn't get flour and pasta. She literally brought me over a can of lentils and she was like, if you wave, you throw it Because we just moved in. We didn't have a full pantry. No, of course. And everyone was cleaning out the shops. We're like, oh, shit, what are we going to do? Yeah. And they, that gift of that small act of kindness, a can of lentils, mean, meant the world to me. And then moving into our new place, um, we were lucky to finally buy a place um, in the midst of all of this. And our neighbours, our awesome neighbours, Hamish and Jess, throughout these lockdowns, we were having stoop wines where we'd all be sitting outside and they were next door. We could mm. gather around at the end of the week and on a Friday have a, have a glass of wine and just kind of defrag and see each other because we couldn't see any of our other friends. It was just so special. Um, but, yeah, also I had the same thing as, as Varian, moving back home to where a lot of my friends live and being within that 5K mm. and my parents as well. Um Really, really special, just huge. And Tanya, I'm jealous. I want to be working the reception at the local vet. I think that's my calling too. Tanya is always so great <laughs> on the socials too. She's longtime OG Bang fan. We love that and we love that you're doing this career change. Oh, and, oh, and Roby, I'm sorry. <laughs> crying. Off mute. Off mute, F45 class. You are all of us. I but mean, com- comedy is tragedy plus time and that yeah, is comedy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but what a beautiful adult way to deal with. Phenom. Such a huge life change on so many levels. Um, I'm just so impressed by that, but also the fact that you can see that this weird 20 months has allowed you the opportunity to do something that was probably inevitable, but you may never have got around to it in such a respectful and decent way. Yeah. That is a highly evolved set of relationships there. And have a bloody great wedding and wedding reception. How exciting. That's going to be a hell of a party. Yeah. Got another email from Emma that I wanted to give a shout out. Hi, matriarchs of the Bang Fan. (laughs) My five lessons from the last two years. One, watching old episodes of Sale of the Century on YouTube can be both hilarious and strangely comforting. Shoes by John Carandonis. (laughs) (laughs) A, a, a diamond set memento. I'm hoping you keep going. A diamond set memento from Bruce and Walsh. <laughs> our, our contestants choose to stay at Travelodge. <laughs> Loved Sale of the Century. It was very exciting. Adriana Xenides is dressed by George Gross <laughs> and Harry Who. Different one, Wheel of Fortune. Different one doesn't matter, same Why thing. does it stick in our brains? Number two, unexpected parcel love from friends is sustaining. True. Hells yeah. Number three, the amount of things identity can be caught up in is confronting, in brackets, as are my hairdressing skills. <laughs> Number four, giving up grog for a year in the middle of a pandemic can be empowering. I agree. Preach. Number five, doing the dishes to rock set at full volume is life-affirming. It is, but I wouldn't want to be your neighbour. So <laughs> it must have been love, unless it's hate. <laughs> Emma on Direct Country, thank you so much 
for messaging in and she wanted to give um, a little bit of a shout out as well. 2022 is all the more brighter from having Bang On in it. We will be back next year, even if it's just to hear Miff's Keanu anecdote one more time (laughs) and cry with laughter again on public transport. I will never get sick of that. (laughs) Never, ever get sick of that. If you haven't heard it, I think I've told it about four times on this podcast, so you'll enjoy it. There's 199 episodes for you to go back to and enjoy that wherever you get your podcasts. Should we listen to a few more lessons before we get out of here? Hi, this is Tanya. I'm out in the Dandenongs and 2021 for me taught me more than ever that I just needed to listen to myself and appreciate the slowdown. I don't think I've ever stared out the window as much as I have in the last year and a half. It kept me going. Also some mad dance-offs in the kitchen and a podcast in the bath occasionally where two lovely ladies would talk about female empowerment and occasionally some amazing Aussie slang would pop up as well. It just kept me going. I really appreciated it. Hey Miff and Zan, it's Emily from Thornbury in Melbourne. This year I've arrived to my late 30s and I'm coming to terms with the fact that I'm not following the traditional path of marriage and kids. And I've had to ask myself, what do I want my life to look like? I've been seeking out role models, cool women doing life differently. And that's where you guys come in. So the conversations this past year have been so valuable to me, Um, particularly when Miff spoke about being let go from the ABC and having to redefine her life without work. I froze and I had to rewind and listen to the whole chat again. I have so much admiration for you, Miff. I'm loving hearing about your journey to the country. Thank you both so much. You've both been filling friend-shaped holes during the pandemic and recommending some brilliant TV this year. Hi, this is Amy from Gundijmara Country in southwestern Victoria. Congratulations, Miff and Zan, on your 200th episode. My biggest takeaway is learning that I am enough without alcohol. I'm fun enough, interesting enough, confident enough, chill enough, all without a glass of wine in my hand. Before I quit drinking, I thought the booze gave me all of those things. What I've come to realise is that I had those powers all along and they only got stronger once I'd had my messy divorce from alcohol. I've also learnt that the normalisation of alcohol within our culture is what led to me not recognising for many years that I had a problem and I was using it to get me through all that life had to throw at me. The celebrations, commiserations and stresses. Nothing highlighted this more to me than the pandemic, the ultimate stress. What I've learned is that without hiding behind alcohol or using it as a band-aid for stress, you can actually develop really healthy coping mechanisms, like my incredible Thursday night baths with the Bang Fam. I love everything that you do, so thank you for creating such an amazing community. Hi, Miff and San, Aoife here from Cork Island. My husband and I are long-time Bang Fam, and you two have really gotten us through the last two years. Uh, you're our standing date night every time the episode drops, so thank you so much. My big lesson from 2021 is all about health. I've had um, some real bad episodes of mental illness and physical illness this year, which ultimately culminated in me taking a leave of absence from working to rest and heal over the last few months. 
uh, health is holistic, I've learned that now in the truest sense and it's been a wake-up call for me. Moving forward, um, really looking forward to redefining what work and life and career and that sense of personal purpose is and the way you two have talked with such candour has been really important to me in that. There's a lyric by Frightened Rabbit from their song Blood Under the Bridge, it's not the end, it's an uncomfortable pause and that means a lot to me too. All my love, thank you so much. Hey, Miss and Zan, it's Elise here from Melbourne. Um, my biggest lesson from 2021 would be discovering uh, the strength of friendships through hardships. I can honestly say that I am closer with some friends um, and sadly less with others through riding this shit show together. We rode through with virtual pubs, dress-ups, trivia nights, craft afternoons, all of that stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, when our virtual distractions had lost their charm, the real jewel in our virtual catch-ups was the reliable space created where we could all be honest, share our frustrations and fears, and of course, with a hefty dose of laughter. Um, I want to say thank you to you, Miss and Zan. I've been listening to you since episode one, your big bang. Um, thank you for keeping me in the loop with what's what and for being there over the past two years. Um, even though it felt like the end of the world sometimes, I knew that uh, Bang On would be there next Thursday, so it couldn't possibly be. So, happy 200, bang fam forever. Oh, yeah, that's amazing how she's woven in the horse rides and the paddle steamers at the end of those little bits of a, a takeaways. Gabrielle Burke, our bang babe, what an absolutely legend. You, and just gorgeous to hear the big bang where it all began, where yes. life truly began <laughs> on the 9th of March 2017 when Bang On was first released. Elise was there from the very beginning. I love that, the big bang. Yeah. So, so good. Um, I'm surprised how many people listen to us in the bath, yeah. Miff. Weird, I like that, but I'm, I'm happy to be a bath soundtrack. I feel honoured. I did too. Scented candles and bang on your ultimate yeah. bath can, <laughs> companion. No, they're all beautiful. Thank you, everyone, and and amazing. You know where everyone's listening and all over the country. It's yeah, beautiful. There's Love been it. a lot of people talking as well about lockdowns, and you know we we talk about it a lot because we've been in Melbourne for mm. the last two years, um, living through the the longest of the lockdowns. But I have gotten a lot of emails, and I wanted to just give a shout out to. Bang Fam in WA, yeah. particularly in the last couple of weeks where um, they've been expressing, you know, not just beautiful empathy for what a lot of other parts of Australia have been going through, um, but also saying how much they miss their family, yeah. that they don't want to be stuck, you know, behind the, the iron curtain of, yeah. of, of the border closures. Um, but also just wanted to give a shout out to those people in states that haven't been affected by COVID because as we open up, it is really anxiety inducing. Absolutely. And we've been living through it. And it's been tough, but we also, we're kind of game fit. And if you haven't been living through it, it's, it is really scary. Um, it's going to be okay, but I totally understand that anxiety. And we are sending all the love, all the toilet rolls, all the Zoom conversations <laughs> your way with the best of love and luck um, because it is going to be a, a, a bit of a change. I hadn't even thought about that. Of course it is, yeah. If It'll you haven't scary, had COVID, you know, it's in your state. It's going to be quite frightening Yeah, when it does arrive. But you'll arrive. be okay. Exactly. We're here and we're okay. Look, we survived. We're being held by the Bang Fam <laughs> every single week. Thank you so, so much. Do you have a big lesson that you've learned over the last couple of years? Oh, look, there's been so many. It's very difficult to narrow it down. And, I mean, there's been so many that... that Bang Fam have mentioned. We're on the same page. Me. Yeah, yeah, I think we've been on the same page. But knowing, and this sounds so wanky, and it's, I think getting to this point in life 
and having to really sit with myself mm. for the first time in my life in the most confronting of ways. I mean, I lived alone for most of it. Um, that, you know, that, that you are enough. Like that was the hardest thing to come to terms with because I think I've always, I've always looked for answers in others. I've always looked for, um, I, I've seen myself in jobs, all of that. But to see that just being sitting with yourself is is enough, mm. and and to go forth with that with that confidence that comes from recognizing that, or at least accepting it. I don't know if you recognize it; you just accept it. Mm. Yeah, and it's okay. Recognizing it's the first step of accepting it. It's going to be you're going to be okay. You're yeah. Be okay. However, whatever happens, hopefully, you know, you'll make it work. You're more than enough for me. Oh, thanks, babe. FYI. What about you? What's yours? I think that one of my big lessons has been about the real relationships that I have and to that literal feeling of getting my head out of my phone and out of this echo chamber of social media and comparison and the haves and have nots and am I doing what they're doing and just literally lifting my head up and looking out which I did so much more when I looked out and went for walks Mm. stepped away from the screens that dominated my life and really heard the birds saw the sky appreciated the people I could be near and Mm. with and a lot of those people were the people that mean the most to me And my world got in some ways a lot smaller. I saw the people that I just really wanted to see for safety reasons, but also for I just, I could only talk to certain people about what was, what was, what I was feeling, but that solidified to me what mattered Mm. and not having to be involved in everything else that I thought mattered previously, but actually you just don't need to put yourself in every single place in every single moment. We've Mm. talked about it before about being seen Mm. and being present, being in the spaces that matter to you and that feed you and that fuel you and that you can help your immediate community, that's the stuff that matters, getting your head out of this unreal world and into a real world of relationships is the big lesson that I've had. Yeah, beautiful. She's glad I was on that list. I'd be feeling pretty cut, <laughs> feeling pretty cut if you didn't <laughs> if you'd stop contacting me. <laughs> Hey, speaking of friendships, though, I got your present. Oh, what did you get me? I got us both presents. I thought both presents would be nice. Um, Merry Christmas, Happy Two Hundred. Oh my God, thank you. This is like fully wrapped and everything. Shall I open it now? Open it now. It's beautifully wrapped. This is a bit of ASMR right now, isn't it? (laughs) Beautifully wrapped in um, red and white polka dot paper. I can only imagine what this is going to be. It's a little bit bumpy. Um, Oh my God. (laughs) I had to buy They're mine in the, the bang on colours. I had to buy mine in the kids section. <laughs> I couldn't get mine in the adult section. Oh my god! <laughs> They're literally pink and orange in bang on colours. Yay! They're actually quite beautiful. And they're really, <laughs> and they're really comfy. I gotta say. That's what they all say, Miss. This is where it begins. Just, just for when you want to pop out to the garden. <laughs> You've now got your Crocs and so I have I. I can't believe you got me Crocs. Yeah. This is amazing. This could be the best Christmas ever. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord, thank you so much. Enjoy those. <laughs> amazing. We have, I've we got have the receipt to... in there if they don't fit so you can swap them over. 
I'm obviously never returning them, only exchanging. They might not if fit. You've got to get a comfy pair that fits. Well, obviously, they're all comfy. They're Crocs. Yeah, true. Can I just, before we get out of here, give a big thank you to our incredible producers, our Bang Babe for the last little while, Gabrielle Burke, who is just phenomenal. Absolutely. And we have loved working with you, Gab. To Ryan Egan, another recent bang boy. Uh, To Caitlin Ninaba, who has been producing as well. And a massive shout out to the OG bang boys who kicked off the podcast, Kyron Wheatley and James Finlay. That laugh, you know bang boy. Yep. Um, who began the podcast with us all those years ago. And to Mike Williams, who gave us really valuable advice in the early days about how to basically unlearn what we'd been doing in being radio people and Mm. just chill the frig out without getting sued. So thank you to everybody (laughs) who helped us and has helped us over the last five years. And a huge thank you as well to the bang boss, Megan Loder, who when we took that idea to her in the first place said, said yes, yes. Um, It has been a hell of a ride. We're going to continue in 2022. We will be back in the early part of the year and we cannot wait to bang on with you once again. Thank you so much for sharing all your incredible big lessons with us. Yeah, we love you and we feel very privileged. I'm going to go and have a bang bath and cry now. I know. (laughs) I feel very privileged to have all you beautiful people in our lives. Like it, It genuinely feels like a real thing. It's a gift. Yeah. Have a great Christmas. Have a wonderful New Year. Merry Christmas to you, Mick. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you. Enjoy your Crocs. my God. (laughs) Greatest Christmas ever. (laughs) I told you. I've been threatening for years to get you for Christmas (laughs) and I finally finally got them. Truly amazing. Bye, babe. See you next year. Bye. I love you. Love you too. Bye. Anyway, your receipt's in there, so... No, they fit perfectly. You, you got to. the right size. you got nines. I consulted with Jeffy. <laughs> Cheeky little thing.